Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, Video Games and Collectibles. And once you explain that, can you do pretty much the same thing that, that the Hogan did? Kind of explain what got you into the business and who helped you to get started in this. But I, I, I'm interested to know myself, you know, how in the hell you get to look like that? You jack, bro. Man, this is coming from somebody who's twice my size. Man, I'm trying to get like you, brother, man. You see those arms right there? Well, all you got to yeah. do is get fat, bald-headed, black, and ugly. You look just like me. Well, I'm halfway there. Got you. Number one wrestling podcast, yeah. When it comes to podcasts, they are the cream. Yeah, dig it. Yeah, happy Monday, yeah. Happy Monday. Welcome to uh, Much Old Man Days on the Monty and the Pharaoh Show. And I am your host, Much Old Man. Now let's jump right into it and talk about what the world is talking about right now. Yeah. But before we get to that, we'll talk about what else the world is talking about right now. Let me read off a few dates to you. 
Yeah, we got a couple dates coming up, man. If you want to catch Mach live. Yeah, Mach is out there doing the thing, and you don't want to miss it. Yeah. So let me see, because I don't remember unless I write it all down. So, April, if you're in the Vegas area, April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the Rio Hotel. Yeah, it's called the Fanboy Expo, man. And if you ain't coming there to see me, you got to go check it out because there's so many cool retro 80s and 90s, uh, you know, movie stars and TV stars and all kinds of cool things, man. If you're into that kind of thing, you ought to swing by because I'd be swinging by either way, you know what I'm saying? But you'll see me there, man. I'll be wandering around, doing the thing, meeting greets, you know. Now... In May, we got some good stuff coming up. The 80s Con on May 7th in Morristown, New Jersey at the Men in Sports Arena. Uh-huh. And then on the 8th in Albany, New York, the pro, pro wrestlers of the 80s, Crown Plaza, uh, Desmond Hotel in uh, Albany, New York. Yeah. And then, on the 25th, AEW is here in uh, Las Vegas. So if you're coming to Las Vegas for that, let me know that you're in town and I'll come find you. Um, AEW is going to be doing their thing on the 27th as well. And then uh, GCW, alongside FSW, is going to be here on the 28th of, uh, of May. And then on the 29th, AEW's pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, at the T-Mobile Arena, which is where Mach got his whole start at Double or Nothing a couple years back when they first did it at uh, MGM. If you might remember, that's when Mach first uh, showed up on the scene by getting uh, two front-row tickets to AEW's uh, first big show. And I uh, got them by winning a cosplay contest. Would you believe that? And then, uh, and that's a big pay-per-view right there. So those are the dates. That's what everybody's talking about. Or at least they will be now, because that is the talk of the town. Now, let's talk about Hollywood. Yeah, let's talk about Hollywood. And I ain't talking about Hulk Hogan, man, because Hulk Hogan's a punk. Yeah, we're talking about Will Smith, and we're talking about Chris Rock. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. It's all over the internet, man. And that seems to be the topic of discussion, man. And I got my own views on that. And you may not like it. And you may not agree with it. But Mach never cared much about that. But I'm going to express what I think right now. Here we go. You ready? Okay. So I watched the whole thing. I watched what Chris Rock said, and um, I'm going to say right now, not a funny joke, you know, Chris Rock was wrong, I don't know if he's got writers that wrote that, I think that he should have, uh, if he does have writers, he should have put the kibosh on that and said, nah man, that's not cool, especially since it's kind of, uh, it's, a, it's a touchy subject, and uh, Jada was not, uh, you know, was not happy about, you know, she has a, she has an, an illness, you know what I mean? Uh, a, uh, 
a disease or whatever you want to call it that uh, makes your hair fall out. And uh, speaking from somebody who's lost his hair, not from the same thing, but, uh, you know, it could make you very self-conscious, especially as a woman, I could imagine. But she embraced it, you know what I mean? It wasn't easy for her, but she embraced it. And, you know, she shaved her head and everything. And she said that she's going to, you know, um, it was very, very big of her. You know, I read what she said about um, having that uh, condition. And she said that uh, it's alopecia or something like that. And she said that uh, her and alopecia are going to become friends. And that's a, that's a strong statement, you know, to just kind of accept it. And, um, you know, and when you can accept it, man, it's real hard when other people can accept it. And they're making jokes and they're making memes and everything like that. So that's not cool, man. Um, people are cruel. And, um, you know, they also... You know, couple now I don't really follow too much of what's going on. You know, you hear bits and pieces or whatever, but I know that uh, you know Will Smith has not had the uh, the easiest situations happening. You know, he's a great actor. He's had a lot of success. I believe he just won the biggest uh, um, award of his of his career um, after smacking the shit out of uh, Chris Rock, but. Um, We'll get back to that. But, um, you know, in recent, uh, recent times, he has, um, dealt with, uh, some infidelity issues, um, with him and his wife. And, which is kind of like, you know, I don't know what the deal is with that because, um, I don't know if it's been public or not, but I had always heard and you can't go by what you heard, but I used to live in Hollywood, and I used to talk to some people, and uh, they told me that the two of them were swingers, and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, man. And a lot of people are like that, and that's cool, man. Um, I ain't against that if people are happy, you know what I'm saying? If that's what works for them, then, you know, whatever. But I guess it's a different situation if uh, somebody is stepping out of line it doesn't tell you about it because then it's not like a uh, polyamorous type of deal. You know what I mean? Then it's cheating. So I don't know the story behind it, but I know that uh, that the way that she told him was uh, on national TV. And that's not cool to uh, let something like that out for the first time. Now, you know... I don't know, entertainment is entertainment, media is media, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I have a hard time believing that uh, somebody's wife, especially in the spotlight that they're in, would go on uh, national TV, I believe it was their own talk show or something like that, from what I understand, I don't know, I'm just going by what I hear, and sometimes what I hear isn't accurate, and whatever, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, that is not a way to to tell somebody something, you know what I mean? And uh, when, I, when I hear things like that, man, I think it's all work, you know? It's all uh, for entertainment purposes, man, just like reality shows, just like all those court shows, um, which, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into people going on court shows to embarrass themselves, but, um, you know, that's another topic for another day. I'll let you figure it out. Um, but, um, now it might just be the worker in me that thinks that everything is a work, but life is a work, especially when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to money, 
when it comes to uh, getting people to uh, talk, you know, and, um, and here's where I'm going with the whole thing, man. Like I said, it wasn't cool for Chris Rock to say what he said, planned or not planned, don't know. But if you go back and you watch the footage, okay, I'm watching it as a trained professional worker, okay? Now, when you see Chris Rock telling the rest of his uh, monologue there, and he's, uh, you know, speaking about other people, they're laughing. Chris Rock is, you know, he's, he's killing it, man. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's, um, you know, enjoying the comedy, and he's talking about other people and everything. And, um, and then he makes the comment, you know, about, uh, about Jada and, uh, you know, makes a GI Jane joke and you see Will Smith is laughing. You see, he's still laughing, man. Like, uh, like no, you know, like he thought it was funny, man. And, uh, but you look at Jada's face, man, and her, she stopped laughing real quick. Now it cut to Chris Rock. Okay, didn't show, unless there's another angle that I didn't see or another, you know, uh, shot. But I don't know if Jada, you know, told him to get up there and take care of it. Because, you know, it seems to me like, uh, you know, no offense to Will Smith. Not that he's watching my program and he's going to hear this. But it seems like he's not necessarily wearing the pants in their relationship. So, um, I don't know if she told him, you know, hey, don't let him talk about me like that. So he goes from laughing to all of a sudden getting up, you know what I mean? And, um, now here's where I got the problem, man. Everything to me looks like a work, right? Especially when it comes to, you know, uh, selling and everything, right? The way that they shot it, from I only saw one angle of it, all right? I don't know if there was many camera angles or whatever. I saw one camera angle on all the videos that I watched. And to me, it looked like Will Smith put his hand up like this, like he was going to punch him, right? But he didn't punch him, okay? He slapped him. And it was obvious that he slapped him, right? But the way he did it, man, the way he cocked back, and he swung, okay? If that was a punch, it would have knocked him clean out. If it was a slap, okay? Still, with that much force and the way that he cocked back and the way that he's, you know, he obviously knows how to, how to position himself, you know what I mean? He didn't just do it. You know, he didn't just do it like this, man. He, you know, he used his whole body. And Chris Rock just went like this. And he had his hands behind his back. Now, if I sold a slap or a punch like that in the ring, I would be uh, reprimanded by people that know better. I'm just saying, people do things in Hollywood for publicity. And uh, I'm going to say right now, I don't think that that was real. I don't think that um, with that much force, he would have knocked Chris Rock off his feet. He would have he would have stumbled something. Chris Rock did a real bad job at selling that. If I were to slap you right now, unexpectedly, unexpect, unexpectedly, uh, easy for you to say. Um, 
you know, even even a lot later than that, man, even, you know, without cocking back, man, if I was just, to, you know, right here, man, just like this, your first reaction, right, not selling it, man, I'm saying like in real life, you know what I mean, you, you'd grab your, what the, you would, you know, you would say to him, you know, what the fuck was that, you know, and, uh, and you would get mad, you know what I mean? Your natural reaction, you're not going to stay that calm, okay? So Chris Rock is standing there as if nothing happened. If you if you cut that scene of him slapping him and just saw Will Smith walking up and then walking back, you would have never known that something happened. There was no, you know, holding his face. There was no, like, you know, anger or shock or nothing. So Chris Rock didn't know how to sell it. And uh, Will Smith is a great actor, but it seems like he, he the, you know, did he miss his cue and he was still laughing when, when Jada's face, you know, went uh, completely, you know, from laughing, she went like, that's not cool. That's when he should have, uh, you know, and I'm talking as if it's scripted because I think it was, that it was, all right? And um, he, uh, he was still laughing, man. You know, you would have seen his face. You know, and he would have got up right away. Somebody says something about your wife and um, and the whole crowd, you know, gets quiet. You look over at your wife, your wife's looking pissed off, whatever, man. You know what I mean? It wouldn't even take that. If I had a wife and um, somebody went and threw a joke like that about something that's real uh, sensitive, if I was going to get up out of my seat, man, it would have been, I would have got up before he was done with that joke and I would have been on him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, chances are with me, it wouldn't have been a slap. But, uh, you know, that's why Mach is on probation. <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode, man. Yeah, but uh, anyway, what I'm saying is, is that that, to me, was, uh, was a work. You know, and then... Will Smith being the great actor that he is, we know that he could do fight scenes. We've seen him in Bad Boys. We know that he could, you know, and it looked, you know, the angle that it was on, man, that's the angle that they use when somebody gets hit in a Hollywood-type fashion. You know what I mean? So you can't see the exact, you know, no, I didn't see the contact. And um, here's another thing, too. The microphone, you know, obviously, uh, that, uh, Chris Rock was wearing a mic, right? Um, and uh, the sound effect of that, you know what I mean? Um, it was almost as if he hit the microphone. If the microphone was that was that uh, powerful, you know what I mean, where you could speak and you could hear through that whole uh, that whole building there, and um, and. If, uh, I think that, you know, if he, if he hit the microphone, you know what I mean? If he did the slap and hit the microphone or, you know, whatever, here's what I'm saying, man. That thing was mic'd and you didn't hear this. Now, as hard as he hit him, you would have heard that. I've heard slaps with no microphone. Okay. And you could hear a hard slap. It was a work. It was a work that wasn't thought all the way through, and Chris Rock should have uh, learned how to 
sell that a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take on that. Think about it. Go back and watch it. And if you agree, cool. If you disagree, cool. But uh, we don't need to debate about it because uh, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And that's mine. Now let's talk about other opinions. Other rumors. Other things that are at work. And we'll start with uh, WrestleMania, the big thing that everybody's talking about. Big thing that everybody's talking about is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is going to show up at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes is going to show up at WrestleMania. Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. That is being spread by people, I believe, uh, with WWE. Maybe with WWE and AEW together. Um, I don't know. But things are being spread so much that if it was true, um, well, let's just say this, okay? Fans are becoming marks again, and I don't have a problem with that. I like it because now we're going back to the way that it was, the back to the way that it should be because things are being put out there and people are believing it. Those are not fans. Those are marks, okay? For years, marks were, you know, the term mark was used wrong. You know what I'm saying? People were referring to regular fans as marks. Um, if you're in the wrestling business and you're a fan at the same time, if you're if you're a wrestler and you're walking up to wrestlers asking them for autographs, you know, and, and kissing their ass and you don't consider yourself one of them, then, you know, you're either a fanboy or you're a mark. You're not a wrestler, okay? But in this situation, people are becoming marks to uh, be fooled um, into believing what they're hearing and what they're seeing, okay? <laughs> Just like all the people in the audience and all the people on TV and all the people uh, on social media believing that the Will Smith thing was real. I say it was a work. I say that the people that are believing it are all marks. Get it? Do you understand what mark means now? Okay. So with that being said, things will show up on social media like a private text message on Seth Rollins' phone. Okay. Uh, from Vince McMahon. Now, the only way that that's going to get on social media is if Seth Rollins posts it on social media. Seth Rollins would not post that on social media unless he was told to post that on social media. So I'm real sorry to be the guy to break, uh, break kayfabe here, but uh, I'm just giving my insight because, um, like I said, I think it's great, man. If you don't believe me, I think that's even better. But the thing is, is that, you know, a private text message like that, Vince would Vince would probably be livid and fire his ass. You know what I mean? Or suspend him or fine him or whatever. Um, the fact that he doesn't have a match at WrestleMania and he's bragging about it on TV and bitching about it, you know, is just feeding into the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? 
Now, there's a lot of other people that don't have matches at WrestleMania. And um, and there's always the possibility of a three-way between uh, Edge and AJ Styles. Because I heard that there was some kind of a thing between them, you know, uh, that uh, Seth got, you know, got involved in. Um, so I think that uh, everybody is going to be disappointed or at least um, shocked when he doesn't show up because that's what everybody is expecting because that's what WWE is making people expect. And um, whether or not AEW is in on it, I don't know because, you know, um, they, I don't know. I mean, you know, if he did want to go there, that's his business. You know what I mean? But he still has ties with the, with TNT and uh, with the network, and he's got his own show on there with Brandy and, you know, all that stuff. And um, it doesn't make any sense for him to go over to a company that's the rival company on a rival, uh, not a rival, but a different network, and, um, and appear at their the rival company's biggest show. It just doesn't make... Uh, doesn't make any sense um so therefore people are thinking okay well it seems like why would he do that if he was still with AEW exactly he's not gonna do that you see um the Rhodes family does not like the McMahon family and the McMahon family does not like the Rhodes family it goes way 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 back man you know, and uh, I know Cody personally, and um, and I could tell you that, you know, that, that whole uh, Stardust thing was not his idea. It was not something that he wanted to do. Um, Goldust didn't like the Goldust idea. It wasn't something he wanted to do. And Dusty didn't like the, uh, the American Dream, you know, polka-dotted dancing gimmick, whatever, with Sapphire. It was all like a big rib for on all of them. But... Um, you know, kind of backfired on Vince because Dusty was uh, very popular in WWF at the time. Sapphire was very popular. He, um, he had great matches with Macho Man and uh, a lot of others and great feuds with uh, the Million Dollar Man. And, uh, and he was quite, quite popular. You know, his merchandise sold. And the same thing with Goldust, man. You know, you could try to embarrass the guy, but when he pulls off the gimmick so well that... He starts to gain popularity, and now he's making money, you know, and uh, and it's making the company money. Now you're like, oh, man, it, you know, so stupid on the company's part to try to do something that's not going to be successful. Because what is that? What is that doing? Now you're investing money into this guy just to get your own personal rib, you know, to get your jollies and uh, laugh about it. And, uh, you know, and you make and you make money. So. I don't know. If it didn't work out well because your rib was uh, successful, then you lose out on money because you invested money into the guy. So, uh, you know, sometimes Vince's ego kind of uh, definitely gets in the way of him uh, being a billionaire. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if he cares because obviously he doesn't. Otherwise, his product wouldn't be the way that it is. He's making money off stockholders and this and that and everything. And, you know, so he doesn't care. 
obviously. Um, but uh, with that being said, um, Cody is not coming to WWE. Everyone's going to think he's showing up at WWE. Here's my prediction. And the Wednesday before the uh, WrestleMania, um, he's going to show up at AEW with a whole different type of deal going on and surprise everybody that way. So everybody thinks, see, that's why it might be AEW putting out, you know, putting all that information out there, man. You don't know who's putting it out there. But if AEW is doing that, saying that he left, you know, when he really didn't, saying that he's going to WWE, putting all that stuff out, you know, um, well, then I think WWE would probably put a kibosh on it and say that that's not true or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know the inside workings. I don't know if they're working together. I don't know if they're in cahoots. But the deal is, is that uh, Cody is not coming at WWE. He's going to go back to AEW when nobody's expecting it. And uh, nobody would be expecting it WrestleMania weekend when they're expecting to see him at WrestleMania. There, I said it. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, I am the almighty know-it-all macho man. Yeah, dig it. Got to keep taking my, uh, my breaks here. You know, my voice gets a little raspy. Normally, I have a very angelic voice. Now... On to what else is in the news here? Triple H. Triple H, man. Um, first of all, I want to say that uh, I hope that he's doing well. You know, I wish him, first of all, uh, you know, the best of health. Um, that was a pretty scary situation. And, um, and quite serious it wasn't just some uh, little minor issue. Um, and uh, he almost lost his life. And that would have been very, very hard for uh, not only his family, but his friends and, of course, his fans, especially uh, with the timing of just losing one of his best friends and, uh, and a clique member as well. Um, so... I wish Triple H uh, a fast recovery and and uh, and a healthy future. Um, smart move by retiring. You know, I think he was already headed winding down and just doing the once in a while type deal. So it's not like he had to retire from you know full time competition, which I'm sure would have been a lot harder for him to do, and it would have been a lot harder for his fans. But um, he's making the right decision. Some guys keep going. Some guys want to be Randy the Ram after a heart attack or whatever. And, uh, you know, Triple H did the right thing, man. He's got a family. He's got three daughters. He's got his wife. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, people realize how serious this is, man. And, uh, you know, that he, uh, he has a... Uh, uh, what is that thing called? Defibrillator? I can't pronounce it. Whatever. He's got like a pacemaker type deal. Kind of. He's got something inserted in his heart there, and uh, and that's some serious stuff, man. It doesn't mean that you know that he's um not 
gonna be healthy. You know, my uh, my uncle got one of them things like uh, like 30 years ago. You know what I mean? And he's fine. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's just kind of like a precaution type deal. Um, but uh, as long as he's not wrestling, I'm sure that he'll be fine as long as he's smart about the way that he's training and stuff because he's always been, you know, a hard trainer in the gym and everything else like that, which he still looks absolutely great, man. You know, usually people after uh, a serious heart um, heart failure pretty much is what it was. Um, it was a heart attack and then, and then pneumonia and then, uh, man, I mean, the game is pretty strong, man. You know, so uh, I just hope that uh, that he's smart, and I think he will be. Um, he got real choked up in that interview. If you guys didn't see it, he, he explains the whole situation and how close uh, he was to not making it. Um, but his body was, like, shutting down, and uh, I believe he said something about having, like, a 99% chance of not making it. So... That is one powerful game. So, uh, Triple H, I, uh, I enjoyed your career, and I respect the hell out of you. I'm not always uh, the biggest fan of some of the things that Paul Levesque has done um, with the business or, you know, uh, certain people that, uh, that Paul Levesque has stood behind to hire, but... Uh, you know, hey, man, it is what it is. He knows better than I do, right? He's the guy leading the uh, the next generation. And uh, he says he's back to work doing that. And they're looking for big stars and larger-than-life stars and guys that don't look like your next-door neighbor. So I guess he's not hiring any more Kevin Owens or uh, Sami Zayn's. Because for a while there, I'm pretty sure that my next-door neighbor was Kevin Owens. And then I took a better look and said, no, he's in better shape and he has better uh, ring gear. Yeah, because he was wearing ring gear around the neighborhood, yeah. Not gym shorts and a cutoff shirt. As a matter of fact, right now, right now, I'm wearing Kevin Owens' uh, wrestling gear. How do you like that? Look, gym shorts and a cutoff shirt. Why is there somebody on TV calling themselves a superstar... When they're wearing things like that. And then, uh, now you got me off on a real uh, tension, yeah. I seen this guy, there was a video of uh, this guy, Veer, Veer, uh, whatever his name is, right? Big guy, super, you know, wrestler looking, man. Big dude, got the, the face paint gimmick going on on his forehead and the long bushy hair and the big bushy beard. And he looks, you know, man, what a great looking guy, you know what I mean? Look like he's powerful, you know what I mean? And then I seen him in a match, and I seen his whole, his whole, uh, get up. He's wearing wrestling boots. It's better than sneakers. Why is he wearing gym shorts? Why is that his wrestling gear? God damn it. God damn it. Unless your gimmick is something other than a wrestler wearing wrestling gear. Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim in overalls. Cool. Makes sense, right? Yeah. If he was in a pair of trunks, why is he in a pair of trunks? Doesn't look like a hillbilly. You gotta fit the gimmick, and the problem is, is that a lot of guys don't have a gimmick. This guy has a gimmick. He could have been wearing, you know, I think he's like a Indian or something like that, you know, 
even if you put them in some kind of like uh, great Kali type of uh, pants or something like that, you know, some type of like Indian type uh, garb, you know, um, I don't even know if that's his gimmick, whatever. I just, uh, I think he's a, he's a Indian descent and, uh, you know, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't fit, man. It doesn't fit. I, I don't know. I don't know any wrestler whose gimmick would be to wear, uh, you know, basketball shorts and sneakers or, you know, a cutoff t-shirt, man. You know, if, you're, if your body's not in the greatest shape, wear a singlet, okay? That's what wrestlers used to do, man. There were no t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like, what are you trying to plug your own, you know, your merchandise in every match? Wearing a t-shirt? Um, wear something that, uh, you were either that or get your ass into shape where you don't look like a, you know, I'm not saying everybody's got to look like, uh, like me, but, uh, you know, man, if, if, if there's certain parts of your body that, that don't look good in, uh, you know, where you need to wear a shirt, then you shouldn't be wrestling until you get yourself in shape where if you're self-conscious about the way that you look, then maybe you shouldn't look that way if you're going to be in the ring. If you're wearing a shirt, then obviously it means because you're, you're high. It doesn't have anything to do with your gimmick. What is Kevin Owens' gimmick? I don't know, man. He's a prize fighter. He's a, he looks like the kind of guy that I would walk into a bar and he'd try to, you know, be a bully and I'd beat the shit out of him. It's just me. Kevin Owens got a problem with that? Yeah, hit me up on the social media. We'll have a conversation about it. No problem. Yeah. They'll be calling me Will Smith after that one. Ha-ha. Except it won't be a work. But you'll probably sell it just as bad as Chris Rock did. Ooh, man. I'm on a roll. Yeah. Man, everybody's getting a little big. Mm-hmm. So, what else are we going to discuss now? What else has happened at WrestleMania that I don't care about? Uh-huh. Ah, speaking of Kevin Owens, right? Segue right in, okay? So, it is confirmed that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be a part of WrestleMania. Awesome. The reason why that's awesome is because that right there is the only reason why WrestleMania is selling as many tickets as it's going to. I can guarantee you that this WrestleMania is going to have more pay-per-view buys and more uh, tickets sold because of that reason. Because of Stone Cold's music hitting, Stone Cold walking down on the ring, and Stone Cold beating the shit out of Kevin Owens. And uh, it's not going to be a match, but it ain't going to be just a stunner. But it will be pretty much like, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be like a fight in the ring, out of the ring, you know, kind of like a false count anywhere type of match or whatever like that, but it's not going to be an actual match, and um, it's going to be a fight, and Stone Cold's going to hit the stunner, and he's going to drink some beer, and the crowd's going to go nuts, and that's what people pay for. He doesn't need to have a match. Why he would come out of, uh, I don't know if you call it coming out of retirement, but it is his first time, you know, showing up on WWE TV in this, in this type of uh, physical aspect, which by the way, you know, Stone Cold looks amazing. He's in great shape. He's kept himself in great shape. I think he got a little heavy when he, you know, first uh, 
when he first uh, got out of wrestling because he just didn't know what to do with himself. Um, from what I hear, he uh, he quit drinking and he uh, started smoking weed. So he's like a different stone cold now. I don't know if they're going to have him, uh, you know, instead of throwing beers at him, they're going to throw some joints or something. I don't know. But uh thing is, man, you know, you're not on TV anymore. You're 60 years old and you're in the best shape of your life and you're going uh you're going in there with a guy who's uh like you know you know half your age or or whatever and uh and the guy who's 60 years old looks like the superstar i'm not a wrestler anymore okay but i could step into a ring today i could put on my trunks i could put on my boots i could step in a ring today and look believable as a wrestler more than half of the roster. And that's not cool. There's no reason for that. I should be fat and out of shape because I stopped wrestling a long time ago. But as you can see, yeah, right there, man. The proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is right here on my shoulders, man. Yeah, and in the biceps right there. Yeah, you can't deny the pudding, yeah. Because the pudding is like the cream, and it rises to the top. Yeah. There. There's my promo for you. Hope you recorded it. So you're getting for free. Which, by the way, I'm on Cameo under Mach O Man. Uh -huh. I'm also on uh, T Public Mach Merch for t shirts and memorabilia of Mach O Man. Just to throw it in there in case you were wondering. I could read your mind through the video scope, and I know that you were wondering about where you could get some, uh, some additional Mach. Now, uh, if you didn't quite catch what I said there, you can always go to my website, which I'm going to plug right now, and it's themotch.com. And uh, everything you need to know should be right there, man. My social media links, my uh, Thursday night um, Motchcast on YouTube. got my own podcast. And um, all of the merchandise... Um, Websites, uh, the, the Mach, uh, Mach merch, uh, T Public. Um, what else? What else? I got some 8x10s here that uh, you could order up. And I'll ship them out to you straight from here. You don't have to order them from uh, T Public or anything, or else I won't be able to sign them. Um, so if you're interested in any of that, just go to my website, man. You can see my upcoming. Uh, Upcoming events that I'm going to be doing. We're going to be doing a virtual uh, signing as well, probably on the Modcast. Um, and uh, make sure not to miss any of Mach's, uh appearances or social media appearances, lives, websites, uh, uh, webcast, uh, podcast, whatever the hell they're called, man. All that talker, ticker, twatter stuff yeah i'm a little old school man a little old school a little old yeah but that's okay yeah i'm like a fine wine fine wine yeah the, uh fine wine it uh gets better with age and that's not so true of the cream yeah because the cream will get the curdled yeah so i'm not like the cream i'm like the wine yeah that's it i'm like the wine of the vineyard yeah that's going to be my thing, man. You like that? No more of this right here, man. See, I always got an Andy right here. Cream of the crop. 
cream of the crop, no longer, no longer, yeah, I am the wine of the vineyard, yeah, and I age very, very, very well, yeah, and I taste even better when I age, don't you know that, ladies, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, they know what I'm talking about, now, what else has happened in WrestleMania that I don't care about, um, well, here's one that I do care about, um, well, no, here's one that I don't care about. Uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn and, uh, what's his name? Uh, that guy from Jackass. That guy. Anyway, um, I used to like that guy. Johnny Knoxville, that's his name. See? It ain't that memorable anymore. Um... Why are you getting involved in wrestling, man? I mean, he's not even like... This would be different if it was back in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Steve-O did a thing with Umaga on Raw. And it was relevant at that time, you know what I mean? And Umaga kicked the shit out of him and knocked him out, I think. But, uh... Um... Johnny Knoxville, man, yeah, you know, they did a new, uh... A new Jackass movie, or Jackass Forever, or whatever, and, uh... You know, obviously it's not forever because it's probably going to be the last one because uh, I don't know how much longer they could do that. Johnny Knoxville looks like uh, like an old, uh, <laughs> he, I don't know, he, he's got the white hair, but he looks like he's become like uh, feminine looking. He kind of looks like a, like a butch gym teacher from uh, back in the 80s or something, you know what I mean? I'm going to get heat for that, aren't I? Uh, well, deal with it. Um, I might lose my sponsors. Oh, wait, I don't have any. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of me being funny, before I forget, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, um, I am going to be performing some stand-up comedy at a local comedy club here in Las Vegas. And, um, if you're in the area, it's called, uh, Wise Guys, and every Tuesday they do something called the Bucket List, and you sign up and they put your name in a bucket, and they randomly will pick out a name, and you go up there and you do a three-minute set, and, uh, I've done some stand-up comedy before, and I've done, I think it was five minutes, and, um, I went up there, improv the whole thing, winged it, had some ideas in my head, and just kind of, like, went with it, um, you know, working on the fly, which I couldn't do when I was wrestling, but, you know, but with comedy, man, it comes easy, as you guys can tell how funny I am, and, uh, it's not gonna be as much, I'm gonna channel my inner Vic Divine, uh, persona, my entertainment, uh, persona, because Vic Divine was not just the wrestler, as you know, he did a lot of other, uh, acting and stunt work and stand-up comedy and everything else, I use that name, um, well, buddy is laying underneath a pillow. I just saw the pillow moving and got freaked out. He's like laying under a pillow. Not normal. Not a normal dog. Not a normal owner. But, um, let's see. Yeah, so if you're in the Las Vegas area, check that out. If you're not in the Las Vegas area, I will be posting it up on social media, so you will be able to see Mach, uh 
much, not as much, doing a non-much thing. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it because I'm looking forward to doing some of my stuff. I've been writing a couple things down, a couple ideas that I have. My ideas are kind of wild. So uh, my thing is that I'm just hoping to offend as many people as I can in the audience and uh, clear the room. <laughs> you know, uh, that's my type of comedy, man. I, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, not purposely, not on, not real, you know what I mean? Not real uh, offending anybody, but in the kind of sense of, uh, you know, that's what comedy used to be, man. So I'm old school with the comedy. And, um, but I will be posting it. You guys can tell me what you think of it. Because I think it's going to be pretty good. Now, back to WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, unified uh, championship. I like the idea of that. I like the idea that they're going to have one belt since they have 77 belts now and nobody knows who's the champion and nobody cares and uh, the belts don't mean shit anyway because uh, they were always a, a prop. They were always just a, you know, whatever. But uh, but they used to mean something as far as like putting the belt on somebody because they, they were the guy, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I can't keep up with the Intercontinental title. I don't know who's had it. Who has it now? I don't know. Don't care. Because it doesn't mean anything anymore. There's no prestige. Prestige in nothing. Even the champion, uh, you know, it's like you got a universal champion and then you got a world champion. But how do you have a world championship when you didn't wrestle everybody in the world? How do you have a universal champion when you didn't wrestle everybody in the universe? Aha, uh -huh. think about that. WWE champion, I can understand, because you wrestle everybody in the WWE, but maybe that's what the Universal Championship means, because it's a WWE Universe, which I always found to be really stupid, but um, I don't know who's going to come out of that the winner, I, I would believe that Roman Reigns, okay, here's my prediction, or here's my, my uh, what I would do if I was at the writing table, I don't see Brock Lesnar winning because he's been uh, putting in some full time, which isn't really like him, but it seems like he's a lot happier and enjoying himself a lot more lately. Everything they hear about him, man, is like, it feels like uh, not only on on camera, unless, you know, he's a real good worker and um, and he had everybody believing that he was that, you know, that much of a dick. Um because now he's doing this babyface gimmick and he's doing it well and he seems happy and fans like it. It's not easy to to go from being a dick to being somebody that's like funny and people like him. You know what I mean? And uh, he's doing a great job, but I wouldn't expect him to uh, to get the title and to run with the title, you know, and stay full time that much longer unless he it wouldn't be very babyface like for him to take the title and then be a baby face and not defend it, you know what I mean, so, in that aspect, I'm thinking Roman Reigns, now, the flip side of that, the flip side of that, is that, um, what if Brock Lesnar won, but Brock Lesnar wins because Paul Heyman turns on Roman Reigns, Helps Roman Reigns, uh, helps uh, Brock Lesnar win. Brock becomes the heel, 
all over again, telling the fans that he was just fucking with them and whatever, whatever, you know. Paul Heyman uh, goes back to being the greatest uh, heel manager of all time, and uh, which, you know, he is right now, even with Roman Reigns. But um, now that Roman Reigns is ready and he knows how to talk on the mic and he's already got, uh, you know, fan, he's like the... He's like the uh, the greatest heel that they've had in a long time, where they're ready to turn that great heel into a babyface because he's already he's over he's over he's over as a heel. He's got fans as a heel. You know what I mean? So those fans are going to come with him, and then Vince could finally get his wet dream of making uh, um, Roman Reigns uh, his babyface champion, or his his babyface you know not champion, but the baby face of the company and then there'll be a rematch and then Roman Reigns will be the unified champion. What do you think about that? I'm putting my resume into WWE. You know what? They wouldn't know what to do with it, man. They'd look at it and go, this guy is making too much sense. Yeah, we should have hired him in the 90s when things uh, were cool. Yeah, but things aren't cool anymore and this guy's too cool. Yeah, I am. I am, but my ideas are better than their ideas, so there. And they've been better for a long time. Now, speaking of people who are better than a lot of other people besides myself, let's talk about MJF. MJF, if you're listening, which I know you're not, <laughs> but if you are, well, maybe he is, man, because uh, Monty and the Pharaohs is uh, the number one podcast in Long Island. There you go. My plug right there. My, uh, my, uh, Mick Foley, my cheap, cheap pop, cheap plug. Um, but, uh, MJF, man, you, my friend got something that, uh, nobody's had in a real long time. You stay in character 24 seven. It's believable. And and people are believing it, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, you know, you're just another example of, uh, of making people, you know, marks, making people believe. And that's, that's something that I really miss about wrestling. And you're bringing it back just by doing what you do, man. So my hat's off to you. Um, there's no better heel. There's no better guy on the mic. Um, You've gotten yourself into, into great shape where, you know, you look the part, you act the part, you are the part. Um, great wrestler. I just watched an interview with you. You stayed in character the whole time, but you were still real. Talking about um, your other talents as far as singing and stuff like that. Man, some people were born to entertain, and you certainly were. And um, the fact that, uh, that you were watching wrestling you know, not just WWE, you weren't just a wrestling fan, you were a student of the game at a very young age, watching all the wrestling from, you know, centuries before you were alive, and uh, that just goes to uh, to show that, uh, you know, again, the proof is in the pudding, and um, you are, that's the reason why you are as good as you are, man, you ain't just some, you know, fanboy that watched wrestling and said, oh, I'm going to go to a wrestling school and pay, you know, $3,500 and be trained by another indie guy that doesn't know shit, and I'm going to learn how to do some flippity-floppity bullshit, 
Your matches are great. You tell a story in the ring. Your matches with uh, CM Punk were unbelievable. I don't watch wrestling anymore because it's the shits. Um, but I watch your stuff. I enjoy your promos. I enjoy your uh, your interviews, even when you're being interviewed, uh, you know, not necessarily in character. Um, but uh, I'd actually like to meet you and uh, be told to fuck off by you sometime. That would be great. But uh, on that note, it's time for me to wrap it up. Got some things I got to do. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, watch out for my uh, stand-up comedy video that'll be up on social media. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. If you're in the area, stop on by Wise Guys and come check it out around 7 o'clock, I believe. Um, and uh, go to my website, thematch.com, for all information and merchandise. Don't forget to check out Cameo, or you could order your Cameo straight from my Facebook. Just message me in the Messenger. I could even do uh, voice uh, voice messages for you on there. And uh, if you don't want the video, I could do the voice thing. I could, uh, whatever you want, whatever you want. I could uh, have a conversation with you. I could give you a pep talk. We talk on the phone, all right? Whatever you want to do. But, um... I offer services that nobody else offers because nobody can do what I do. I ain't just a visual thing. I'm a visual and audio and uh, motion type deal, man. I got it all. I got it all, and nobody else can do that because nobody else is macho man. Mm, yeah, macho man out. I'm a memory.
Yeah, fuck you, me too. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Let's give it up for the rest of the comics. Standard comedian shit. Okay, here's the deal, people. I'm not a fucking comedian, okay? I'm here because my psychiatrist and my anger management counselor suggested that I do this to kind of come out of my shell. To kind of socialize, to kind of to kind of vent, you know, make some friends. I said, I'm sociable, you fucking assholes. Told them to go fuck themselves, but unfortunately, my probation officer also told me that I should be doing this. So it's either make you motherfuckers chuckle, or it's big black big black bubba back in jail. Blind people got offended by that, but I'm going to offend a lot of motherfuckers out here, just so you know. And if you come up here and you try to do some Will Smith shit, I ain't the fucking, uh, I ain't Chris Rock. I'll fuck you up. All right? uh -uh. So, you know what really sucked about jail? No pussy in jail. No pussy in jail. So of course. The minute I got out, you know, I'm looking for some pussy, right? Remember? So anyway, I find this fucking skank on a dating site. And um, man, these fucking dating holy shit. Okay, the fucking filters, the filters. You don't even know what the fuck the person looks like. It's like you might as well be dating fucking Jessica Rabbit, okay? I mean, with the fucking filters, you got the fucking, the stars around their head and the dog ears, and I'll tell you what, if I meet you in person, you better have a fucking tongue hanging out of your fucking mouth like that.